show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English. We in here with Coach Stanley and Coach Kurtz. Um, had to take a little week off. The playoffs were upon us, and uh, the schedules did not lead themselves to uh, have us be able to get on and, and get a show done, but we're back and better than ever. Um, coming to bring you uh, topics that you may have thought of, some that you might not have. Um, today we got a good one for you. Um, but first, as always, we go around the table. Josh, how's your week been? Oh, man, busy week. Like you said, it's playoff time. So it's been a lot of intense practices, a lot of intense games. Um, God is good, first and foremost. Let me not um, skip over that. Um, God is good. I had a real good um, church service today at Brooklyn Baptist, Baptist Northeast. Um, but other than that, all is well. You know, um, wife's coming along with the pregnancy well. We're due um, May, I think May 25th, May 22nd, somewhere around that time. And God is good. Just taking it one day at a time. How things going with you, Coach? And things are good with me. I mean, uh, congrats, uh, Coach English, on a great season. Congrats, Coach uh, Staley, on a big win uh, this past weekend. And uh, we're uh, we're testing in the weight room, which is always an exciting time. We tested in the vertical and broad jump this past week, and uh, it's been awesome to see. Um, especially a lot of your guys, Coach uh, Staley, they're. Uh, their, their explosiveness and their vertical and their broad jumps have caught up during the season. It's just a testament to them and, and their hard work and their dedication and uh, excited to continue to watch their hard work pay off these next few weeks. Yeah, man, I appreciate you busting their tails in the weight room and keeping them um, focused on getting better, man. Um, like like, like um, Coach Kerr said, you know, Coach, he had a great year. Um did a tremendous job with those guys. Had one of their best seasons in about what about four years, Coach E? Yeah, four years. Best record. Uh, Sixteen and nine. Uh, best record since the twelve thirteen season. Um, you know the kids worked extremely hard, and I think you know with, with, with anything, it's a process. I think you got to make you know you go one step further than you did the year before last year. We were eleven and seventeen in my first year. And um, the guys came back. They worked hard, um, and, and we had a be- we had a harder schedule and a better outcome. Um, I felt uh, the team played more together. The thing I think I was proud of the most on Saturday in a loss um, was the boys stuck together. Um, they 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 went in together and they came out together. And I think that that's more so than anything else. A testament to them and, and their, uh, their the closeness that they have on the team, the family concept that we, we preach. And, you know, I was extremely proud of them. I told them that in the group text. I told them that in the locker room, you know, tears are flowing and everything else. And But I did tell them I was extremely proud of them. They didn't quit um, at all this season, no matter all the hiccups. Um, it just wasn't meant to be this year. And, um, you know, I've already gotten text messages about kids wanting, ready to get back to work. So... I guess I'll be getting back to work uh, at some, sometime soon because they, they're really um, they're really excited about next year and, and an opportunity to try to do it again. So uh, just real thankful to my staff and the fans that followed us down to Berkeley and you know uh, I, you know Josh I'm behind you 100. percent You know I'm gonna be where y'all, y'all in Lakewood on Tuesday. Yeah, we got Lakewood Tuesday. Tough game. Coach Brian yeah, Brown do yeah, a great so. job with his guys. 
Appreciate the support, Papa. But um, oh, yeah, you know that. today's topic, we're going to talk about something that, you know, a lot of us are are intimately connected to, um, which is um, developing young athletes, you know, youth development. You know, we have a lot of people that are involved with the, the development of young athletes. And um, I was able to watch my my um oldest son Talon who just turned 10 years old playing a rec league this year and um he did he he had a very 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 good rec league coach I mean an awesome rec league coach and um I liked how he developed them and I liked the 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 way he held those guys accountable and 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 the expectations he held them to so I was like you know you know I got what you guys like we need to do a, a podcast on you know how to develop young athletes and the importance of developing these young athletes the correct way so um we're going to jump into that, man. We're not going to waste any more time. We're going to let Coach Kurtz get us started because he's one of the gurus at um, start um, developing young athletes, and then we're going to feed off each other from there. Yeah, I mean, uh, unbelievable topic, and it's definitely a hot topic, um, uh, not only in in this country but around the world, and uh, especially from, from my aspect of strength and conditioning. Um, they talk a lot about long-term athletic development. And uh, and honestly, um, there's many, many, many very successful strength and conditioning coaches and researchers and professors who have, have studied and talked about the topics of how can we best develop our athletes from, a long, from an LTAD, long-term athletic development perspective. And uh, and there's a lot of different perspectives, and uh, and I think when it all comes down to it, number one, we all can agree that that sports and strength and conditioning and everything which we've talked about in the past, from, that the number one goal, especially from the youth's perspective, needs to be teaching them the character development piece and teaching them all the life life lessons that we all know comes from strength and conditioning and from sports and, and the life lessons that come from that. Um, but as far as getting them developed, developing them from an athletic perspective, from a sports-specific perspective, um, 
it really comes down to good quality coaching. And from my my case, strength and conditioning, we cannot we cannot um, we cannot group long term athletic development into a one size fits all model of this is the best way to develop an all encompassing athlete because there's so many factors that go into go into play as far as where every age group of athletes fits in according to their developmental level, their movement competency level, their their age level, their training age level, their their trust factor level. So so you cannot just group all into one. This is how we need to develop our athletes, our youth from an athletic development perspective. Um, it needs to be meeting each individual athlete where they are in designing an age-appropriate and developmental-appropriate um, program to meet each individual athlete where they are. So, um, so as far as where I come from, long-term athletic development and strength and conditioning, it's it's not a one-size-fits-all uh, piece, and it's what it all comes down to. And a big buzzword in my industry is LTAD and long-term athletic development, and what it all comes down to is good quality coaching and meeting your meeting each individual athlete where they are and uh and so so I think really what it all what it really we need to to develop these athletes from a strength and conditioning perspective and from youth sports development is we need to get quality, passionate, experienced, qualified coaches at the youth level and I mean obviously everybody wants to be a high level division one coach or a professional coach but the more and more people that are in in this industry and the more and more professors and, and doctors and teachers that in, in our industry the best coaches need to be at the youth level and that's not the case in America and so uh, I think really from from youth coaching, we need to get the most qualified coaches at the youth level so that we can we can have those quality coaches that can meet each individual athlete where they are and, and develop a long-term athletic development model, which is not a one-size-fits-all. It's something that can meet each individual athlete where they are and, and design a program to meet each individual athlete's uh, movement competencies and strength levels and trust levels and age levels and developmental levels if that makes sense. No, it make it makes a ton of ton of sense and it's and it's like a catch twenty two because you're right, you want the elite level coaches at the at the youth level because believe it or not that youth that youth stage is probably the most important stage because that's when we all know the most development is acquired. You know, and but we all know that elite coaches are always scraping and fighting to get to the next level, whether it's middle school to high school, high school to college, college to pros, and so forth. So it's all it's going to be a catch twenty two because they're really, really elite coaches that are that are excellent at their craft, that are genies at their craft, are always trying to get 
a step higher, which puts them away from the youth level. So, you know, I'm, I'm extremely glad that we have people like you researching it, Coach Kurtz, to figure out what we can do to ensure that, um, these young people are getting the development that they so deserve as they pursue being um, um, athletes. Um, Coach Coach E, what's your spiel on everything? Well, I think that um, with all of that, uh, some some of the responsibility. Yeah, we talked about the responsibility of the coach staff, and I want to say some of the responsibility of our kids' development is on us as parents. Um, like Josh, you said earlier, like you, Callen was, was somewhat left to be on. Me and you had conversations, and you said that this team that he plays on, they actually he actually develops the skills that they have. He's a very good youth coach. Like they're running zones and and presses, and and they're learning how to play at this early age. Actually, play the game and not just out there running to a spot or. Or dribbling and, and, and discontinuing or carrying the ball or running with the ball. He's actually uh, uh, having actual practices. And I think it's us as, as as parents, first off, being educated enough to know what my child needs as far as his development is concerned in whatever sport it is. Um, one, two, as parents being active in that, like, you know, if I'm going to, you know, make sure you go to practices and see what your child is doing. Make sure you go to games. You know, don't just don't just pass it off on, on one of the other parents. Like uh, uh, Saturday morning, I had to before we left to go to Berkeley. I had to go my son play soccer and something. I had to drive to something for a nine o'clock game. You know, yeah. um, to see if you know is near is near kicking the ball correctly. Is he kicking it with the top of his foot? Um, uh, you know, he scored two goals, but. You know, and, and as I told him, you know, it, it was a good job, but, you know, you could have did this because of that. We talked as young as he is. Um, but being a part of that and, and as a parent, and that doesn't mean that you have to undermine the coach. It's just knowing if your child is in the right spot to be developed correctly. Because no matter what, you may not know the most about basketball, but you know what it's true. And you know child, you know child because they don't want to interrupt you, Coach, but I mean, I think that I think that's a one hundred percent great point. Um, but also, I mean, you're you're a coach, you're a basketball coach, but you've played multiple sports and you have a very well understanding of a, of a lot of sports, and obviously, Coach Daly as well. And I mean, anybody that's the majority of the people that are listening to this podcast are probably somewhat involved in either have played sports or have cooked sports. But in the reality, is a lot. There, there's also a lot of parents out there that have kids that are interested in sports, and they're and they're and they want to push their kids towards sports because they know of all of the benefits that can come from sports, but they don't really have any real idea of the developmental aspect or the coaching aspect and so they don't really know how to go about researching that coach if this kid this this team this guy has this team and he's a coach a lot of people if they're not in this in, in this realm and in, in, in our profession they're like well he's got a team and he's a coach 
he must be qualified. And like Coach Stewart said, that's the catch-22 of youth sports in America is youth sports is booming and extremely popular and which is awesome, but it's also completely unregulated where anybody can yeah, get a team and become a coach. And so it's a catch-22 because you want, we all know the benefits of sports and we want as many kids as possible to be exposed to that, but you don't want to over-regulate it and make it very selective and make it a government or whatever, state-regulated, where this coach has to do this to become it. Um, so, it's a, so, I mean, I don't, I mean, I hope in this talking figure out answers because, I mean, you go to some of these communist countries in China or or uh, Germany back in the day that were very big in the Olympics and they made it a very regimented system where they, they identified their top youth athletes and put them in their system. And I'm sure that a lot of their youth coaches at the youth level in those countries were some of their best coaches because they realized this is where the real development is gonna occur. And they made it a very regimented system and they were they, those pressures were successful in that, but it took away from a lot of these other athletes and youth that were not the most gifted from gaining the benefits that can come, that can occur from from sports, the the character development piece from sports. So, um, so yeah, in the U.S., there's a lot of people that are unqualified that are coaching youth sports. Uh, a lot of the I think the most qualified coaches are have been pinpointed and moved on and are not coaching the youth. And we need to figure out a way to make this youth sports accessible to all so they can get benefits, but also so that everybody is getting qualified coaches that can that can that can really impart their knowledge of the sport and the character development and strength and conditioning piece so that all these youth can can benefit from it. Yeah, I'll, so, I think and I if I if I can um interject just a, just a piece um before I get to my um stages I think it takes for use youth, youth for development both of y'all make great points and coach English you are you are 100% right it does come to the parents but I mean the parents do play a big role but coach Kurtz is right also everyone doesn't know how to assess what great coaching is so that's what I want to kind of defend my point. Yeah. That. Hold and on. Let me let me let me let me make a point right quick. Let me make a point. So yeah. what I'm saying is not to say if any of course I don't think anyone's wrong, but what I think if if I want to just give parents a tip on how to um know if your um child is getting the coaching that they need. Because see, believe it or not, as a coach, of course I'm gonna naturally have a different eye for the people that coach my children. But believe it or not, I always... You're an anomaly. Right. I always... What helps me, I always go into my child's coaching situation as a parent first 
and not a coach. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to do as a parent that might not have the coaching eye that one of us would have that's doing this podcast, okay? I think the first thing a parent needs to do is to support whatever your child is a part of. Because when you go with a supportive mindset, you tend to get more out of the situation, whether it's a great situation or whether it's a not-so-great situation. After you support I think you need to observe, then support the situation, then really observe what's going on, okay, while you're supporting, because you have that right as a parent. Then after you observe, evaluate, like really calculate and break down what's going on to the best of your knowledge. And if you don't know how to evaluate and calculate and and, and come up with what's um, going on, ask someone that you think you can trust that's not in it for their own benefit but they can give you an honest opinion and then after you evaluate be very realistic don't evaluate and be like oh i want this for my child be realistic of where your child is your child um capabilities and abilities and so forth then you assess the situation and adjust if need be because sometimes after the assessment it might not need an, an adjustment so that's what i think you could do as a parent is go through those stages but i'm go ahead coach you say your point then i'm gonna get into my steps on how we can um develop these youth because we could talk about this all day yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean and, and i wasn't and i'm not i'm not disagreeing with anything when i was making the statement i was more or less saying you know like even even untrained eye. Like first off, I, I, I agree with you, Josh, and I agree with you. Like at the end of the day, you have to be supportive of whatever situation your child is in. Even if you are unhappy, you have to be supportive. Because if not, the child's not gonna get anything out of the whole situation, period. Like they're not gonna get anything out of it. And we've talked about that before when there's no support for the coaches for the coaches themselves, how everything goes left. Period. Like there's no there's nothing positive that comes out of it. So, yes, you have to go into it with, with, with that mindset of positivity and support, which is what I do. But at the end of the day, what I feel like you need to be able to do, like, I think even to the untrained eye, like, you know, if your, your child could dribble from cone to cone. If by the time you done had my child for three months, he can't dribble from cone to cone, well, I you know, maybe next year, I'll be here for this year. Maybe next year we need to try something different. Yeah, and and that and that it's it's and it's so much to it. Like selfishly, I've been I've I've been spoiled. Like Talon is playing church league, and he played church league and rec league at the same time. His rec league coach did a tremendous job of teaching um zone. His church league coach was really teaching little boys in the fourth grade how to see ball man. Like they were out there working on man to man defense. And you're right, Coach English. Talon went from having no understanding of what ball man was and running all over the court. Now he actually sees ball man, doesn't lose his man when the ball is swung, and stays on the helpline. It's a thing of beauty. So I'm kind of spoiled because this year Talon's had, well, over the years Talon's been able to, um, been blessed to have really good coaches. But that goes back to me being informed in normal situations to put him in. But parents, you're right. Like Coach English said, with the naked eye, just just watch for it, but that goes back to, like I said, observe. Like, do a good job of, of, of observing what's going on, and then ultimately I think you'll be able to get to the assessment piece and see what you got. Um, my little spiel but, on, on – go ahead, Coach. But, 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 but my, my thought, and I think that's great, but the parent has to be 
me playing devil's advocate. Play like, it. Play so it. So it's a it's a it's a parent say it's a single mom who's never played a sport in her life. Uh. But she knows all of the benefits of of sports. If she wants her kid to play sports. She wants right. to push her kids to play sports. But she has no idea what to look for in a coach. I think she shouldn't have to go and vet the coach and observe the coach. If a guy or a, or a woman or anybody who is coaching a team and giving a team the coach, there should be some type of vetting process where we know this coach has some type of qualifications to be able to coach which is completely true. That's not the point and that's not what goes on right now in youth sports in America. And I'm not saying and, and, and there could be arguments on both ways for it is good and bad for allowing anybody to coach. But there's a lot what you you coach English, Coach Daly, you guys are in the minority where you guys are coaches, well trained observe, understand concepts of all types of coaching. There's a lot of people out there that have no clue and no idea even how to assess and observe and determine if this coach is going to be right for their child. And and is it should they be should they have to should, should they have to go through that? Whereas somebody who is coaching a team have already had to go through some type of process to be determined and deemed fit and qualified to coach a sport, even if it is at the youth level, because the youth level is one of the most important developmental levels. I, but see, you, you said... The, go ahead. It is the most important. I, I, I agree with you, Mike. It is not one of the... It is the most important levels, I think, is the youth development uh, uh, level is 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 that uh, what is it like from 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 first grade all the way through sixth grade? You know what I'm saying? As the kids are learning from grade to grade, age to age, you know it should be this 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 um this latter step of you learn this here, and then as you move on, you expound on that, and then the coach expounds on that, and it's building blocks. So by the time they get to the middle school, where it builds, they're building, and then by the time they get to JV, they're building. So by the time they get to to myself or Coach Staley, there's things that we can't do because I know Coach Staley is extremely frustrated by it. By I know I am the fact that Colin knows ball men, and I have to teach ball men to eleventh grade. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's mind-boggling. But the issue is, <laughs> just what you said, Mike, because there is no vetting process by the people who are putting the coaches, those coaches, in position. Because if I'm a father and I'm unhappy, although this is not me, but this is some guys that, that have not played the sport, but they're not happy with their child's playing time or whatever. Oh, okay, well, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and... And I'm going to be a coach next year. And this way, I'm going to put my child on the team. And, 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 and I'm going to become it. So now we've had this watered down effect. I mean, you want to look at it. Shoot, look at the AAU landscape. The amount, the, the amount of teams that is out there. And, and the majority of them are not quality or remotely in the right mindset of the amateur. That mean that it was set out to be. You know, so now we just got people, kids out there just playing. 
possibly yeah. hurting themselves or, or getting injured and learning nothing. Yeah. What they were supposed I, to learn something from. I think, um, I mean, Michael, what you said, um, the, you said one word that, that was profound was a, a – because I want to keep it on um, – track on what we're trying to get out this show is which actually help people develop young people you know um for that single mom you know how to look for it but um the vetting process so until i mean we 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 will talk about this till we're blue in the face until there's a better um vetting process and and screening these people that um are allowed to coach um, the young people. And um, it starts with the rec leagues. It starts with the YMCA's, um, the church league. So it has to be a much better vetting process. But it's so hard to get people to want to do the job. Um, you kind of throw the screening process out the window and kind of take who you can get. So it's 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 a catch-22. But Something I want to say, um, um, a few a few steps, just three simple steps, I think that can help in um, developing the youth is um, first you gotta um, you gotta have foundation building. So like when they're when they're very young, even um, like age from like zero to six, okay, like it, it starts with foundation building. Like Coach Kerr said, um, working on all of those motor motor skills, working on all of those um, um, hand eye coordination things. Something as simple as um. Squeezing Play-Doh. Like, I know when my kids were in, um, you know, early childhood development, one of the things they would always talk to us about was um, getting buying them Play-Doh so they can work with Play-Doh and build their um, their, their their hand muscles in there and those skills so they can hold the pencil. So, like, you got to build the foundation first. Um, after a great foundation is built, I think from, like, maybe the age of 7 to 12, 6 to 12, then you got to start um, – building skill acquiring skill okay that's when you start developing the skill of the youth and i'm not talking about a specific sport like how some parents only want their child to play one sport i'm talking about building skill allowing them to play baseball allowing them to play basketball allowing them to play soccer tennis lacrosse football play the multiple sports so they can build the skill at that young age and get the um different um fundamentals that they need so they can so they can be efficient in those sports and once you get through building a foundation acquiring skills then you go to the Micah Kurtz of the world and the coaches of the world and and, and train to compete because you have the foundation you have the skill now you learn how to train to compete because I don't believe you can train to compete if you have no idea of the skills that it takes to compete so if those are some of the, those are just few, that's just my little spill on what I think is very important in the development of youth when it comes to sports. Um, build the foundation, acquire the skill, then train to compete. I'm not saying that that's the blueprint, but I think those steps are very important. And um, I'm going to let you go ahead and finish, Coach, because I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to kind of keep, right, keep it, I wanted to keep it in line with what we were trying to do is help people um, develop, man, and, 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 get to the point on what they can do. Like, like coach Kerr said, when he played the devil's advocate, um, you know, I'm a single mom, I'm a single dad. I have no idea of where to start. Okay. Hopefully those three steps can help you out a little bit, but, um, it's just, it's, 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 it's so many layers. It's so many things that it takes because you have to, it, it, it development is, is such a, 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 a a fragile and sensitive thing, man, when it comes to developing youth. But I'm going to let y'all go. Go ahead. I mean, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to do. 
talking about, this is particular, especially if you're talking about single mom, single dad, who haven't had um, that experience either playing sport, coaching sport. And it don't have to be single mom, single dad, because you know this is America, so we don't want to, no, because I I said it too, I don't want anybody to be like, oh, only, so single people can't, don't know what to do, no. Married moms and dads might not know neither, so you got to watch it nowadays in America. Everything is so sensitive, so. <laughs> mad. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just, it, 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 to, to, for, for all of that to come pretty much full circle, I think that, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's just a tough thing to do at such a fragile age is to figure out, you know, where, where is it that your child is going to get the best from? And it's up, to, and I mean, if you were the ones that brought up the conversation, and so we're giving you our own little ideas, things that we that you can look for. And something that was huge uh, uh, that Micah that Micah said was um, the character development. I think that goes sometimes left out. You know, is is this youth coach that's dealing with my child, building my child's character? Is he building my child's self esteem? Are these? Is it not being broken down? Is it being built up? Um, as well as just the, you know his, his skill set and and whatever it is for the sport that that is there that character I mean it's so many kids we come across that character is like oh my god where where this kid come from um and, and I think that it's, it's a poor job done on 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 the younger levels of, of actually developing a positive car, car, positive character and so that was huge that Michael said it, it took words pretty much right out of my mouth. Talk about 
um, like Coach Stanley talked about. Uh, we're going to teach your child the fundamentals of the game. We are going to teach. We are going to modify the game to teach them the fundamentals of the game. Uh, we're going to teach them man defense. We're going to teach them. Uh, we're going to teach them uh, the, how 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 to steer the ball and how to run a basic offense and not a one-on-one offense. We're going to modify the game to fit their age level. And we may, if it's going to basketball, we may play a lot more two-on-two and three-on-three so we can be more of a team concept and that one guy dribbling and four guys turning around. We're going we're gonna, to, if it's even a more progressive league, which it should be, especially at the younger levels, we're going to make it a super court and we're going to have shorter baskets so that your child can learn how to shoot properly. And we're going to really teach towards the fundamentals of the game. And then we're going to progress them in, a, in a, as what I term a slow growth process. And we're going to teach them the fundamentals and we're going to teach them man to man. And then we're going to build off of that and maybe add in some type of uh, some type of man pressure and full court pressure, and then maybe as we progress them throughout one year, two years, we'll add in zone concept. But if a guy says, "Hey, we're going to run this zone with the Kentucky Wildcats, run with your six-year-old kid," uh, that's probably not the that's not what. And it sounds good from the untrained parent that doesn't understand the concepts of athletic development. Where a kid comes, in, a coach comes in and says, "Hey, I'm going to run the same offense. I play basketball at Duke. I'm going to run the same offense that we ran at Duke with your seven-year-old kid. I'm going to, I'm going to send him some athletic development. Hey, I, 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 I got the strength. I got the strength program from the University of Nebraska. I'm going to put your seven-year-old kids to that same program that the athletes at University of Nebraska are doing." I'm going to come to the untrained, unexperienced parent that doesn't have any idea about athletics and development and strength and issue. But you can't train. You can't teach uh, seven-year-old basketball players to do the same concept as the 21-year-old basketball player. You can't train them from an athletic development perspective as a, uh, a 18-year-old, the same as an eight-year-old. So, I mean, those are the questions that you need to ask about how they're going to how they're going to develop their coaching style to fit your kid at his age level. So, I mean, I think question to ask are, what's your, what, what are your goals? What are your overall program goals for this team and for my child? What type of fund, what is your emphasis on teaching the fundamentals to my child? And how are you going to bring them along through a, through a slow roast process of bringing them through and teaching the games? They're teaching them game from uh from a progression standpoint. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And and I guess one of the biggest um tips I can give to um parents to make sure your child is getting the proper development that they need other than the steps that I gave you is um something that um your brother Luke talked about, Mike and stuff you talk about all the time. Research and read. Like read. Like the information is out there. You might not be naturally equipped with it because of your profession or just simply your experiences, but the information is out there. 
for you to um, know what to do. So if you research and you read, I'm sure you can still put your child in a good situation because without being so um, knowledgeable in the sport or in the sports that you want to see your child be successful in. But, um, you know, knowledge is power. Get out there and read, find it, research it, and not just go by people's word of mouth because it's all type of answers out there if you just um, actually um, seek them. I think you'll be able to find it. And um, I'm off my soapbox now. Um, I'm, I'm off my <laughs> no, soapbox. No, no, I, I completely 100% and behind you. It's like, we cannot just, just because somebody has the name coach in front of their name, you cannot just automatically assume that they're qualified and they know what they're talking about. Yeah. And just because you're, some, you're, you're, you're a parent that does not have uh, a background in whatever sport your kid's playing, does not mean that you can just use that as saying, "Well, I don't, I don't know the sport. I don't know how to vet the coach. I don't. I'm just going to send him to this coach and whatever he says goes." No, continually research and learn and be a lifelong learner and learn about the sport. Learn about how to other questions to ask a coach so that you can continually be best informed. Because uh, I mean. You can't just say just because this guy's a coach, he's, he, he, he's qualified, he or she's qualified to coach your son or daughter. So, um, and you can't just say, hey, just because I don't know the sport, I, I'm, I'm not going to question them. I mean, I think it goes both ways that you need to be, you need to continually educate yourself and, and, and look out for the best interest of your child. And then going off what we talk a lot about, if you do vet that coach, and you do pick that coach, you need 100% support that coach, especially in front of your child, so that they Amen. get the best, experience, the best experience possible, for sure. Amen. Amen, man. And I'm, 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 I, I, I think I've, I've got my point across. Um, Coach E, if you don't have, if you got anything else, that's fine. If not, we can get into our shout outs. Uh, and, I'm good. Okay. Get your shout out. Yeah, man. Um, Shout out. I got a couple of shout outs. Um, shout out to everyone that continue to listen. Appreciate all the support. Shout out to, um, you know, Javon Gilbert, who um, always listens. Shout out um, to his brother, Duck, who always shows us support and retweets us. Um, so we really, really appreciate that. Um, I was able to go see um, Black Panther this weekend. Um, very exciting movie. Um, I looked at all the tweets. Everybody was like, oh, great movie, great movie. My position on it is a little different. I'm definitely not going to get into that right now. That's a whole nother podcast. I'm not going to say it wasn't entertaining, but I got a totally different perspective on the way it played out in my eyes. But um, I want to give a shout out to everyone, um, all the basketball coaches that um, that were playing in the playoffs, that are still playing, that, are, that aren't playing. Um I will give you some advice that Luke um, gave me the um, one of the um, last shows. Like, enjoy, enjoy the process. Like, a lot of times we get so caught up on wanting to win, wanting to be champions at the end of the year, and wanting to um, um, have what many would um, deem a successful season. Well, enjoy every step of the phase because um, – is, you know, you know, nothing in life is guaranteed. And when you have the opportunity to work with young people, develop young people, and whatever piece of success you may have, enjoy it. And um, that's it. Um, y'all can get to y'all shout outs. Yeah, the, from my perspective, I mean, I think that that's 100% uh, what you said. Uh, 
and what Luke always talks about. Enjoy the process. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. Uh, never be satisfied. Um, but definitely never be satisfied, but live in the moment. I mean, that's what that, that's for sure something that I think about all the time. And um, for shout-out, um, I mean, I want to challenge... I want to challenge everybody. Um, obviously, we know this is this is a uh, it's a difficult world we live in. We got a lot of issues going on. Um, right. I actually had a uh, this was a week and a half ago. Um, I'm in a group text with a lot of the guys that I played uh, college football with, and uh, staying just staying in contact with them through the text, through the group text. Don't really see them much. Uh, and they said uh, it came to a week and a half ago that guy that I played college football with uh, married two kids working on Wall Street in New York City. And uh, a week and a half ago, he uh, he jumped in front of a subway train and took his life. And uh, you never, ne- never, never know what somebody's going through. I mean, I talked to him in the group message and on Facebook a month and a half ago. And I mean, it's. I had no idea what he was dealing with, and then obviously the the the, the tragedy that just happened other uh, last week in Florida. I mean, yeah. um, you never know what what people are going through, and uh, especially I know a lot of our listeners are coaches and educators and teachers, and um, and uh, I mean, go out of your way this week and and talk to somebody or make somebody smile that you see that might might be walking by themselves or might look a little distraught and uh just go out of your way to to to, to make them smile and be intentional about about talking to them and, and and making them feel better about their day and this quote uh came through my phone uh earlier this week and it's something that's 100 percent has made me try and change my perspective this past week and uh by maya angelo and uh, she said i've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how how you made them feel. And uh, that's definitely something that I want to challenge myself. I want to challenge you, Coach Daly. Amen. I want to challenge you, Coach English. Um, you know, go out of your way this week and try to make somebody feel better about themselves because you really never know what's going what's going on in their world. Yeah, and 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 if I could say something real quick, man, I'd be remiss not to like. You know, what happened in Parkland, Florida, you know, a lot of times we have the mindset of if it didn't happen to me, oh, well. And you kind of just like sweep, you kind of sweep it under the your your emotion, your emotions rug. And I want to say you don't care, but you don't even give it much thought, you know. Um, and maybe we and need we to. Become, and yeah, like you said, we've become numb to it because right. it happens so much. And maybe we and need to do a show just dedicated to that, man. How can we infuse? I know we've did a motivational show, but how can we infuse more love in the world? Because these things are happening because of lack of love, you know? And, and like you said, how many times do you see the hell with not knowing someone is going through a struggle, but how many times do you walk by someone and you know, they're struggling and you don't even ask them 
something as simple as, are you okay? How you doing? How can I help you? You know, and we take a lot of that for granted. It could be someone on the, on the side of the road with a flat tire and you don't even think twice to, to double back to help them. It could be someone you see looking distraught and you don't even say, yo, look, it's going to be all right. And whatever you need me to do, let me know. And I, and I, and I wholeheartedly accept that challenge, Coach Kurt, because, Coach Kurtz, because we got to do better as people. We got to get rid of just wanting to do what's only best for ourselves. Because if you do what you're supposed to do, you're, you're going to be taken care of. You're going to take care of yourself. But mm-hmm. we don't infuse enough love in this world because I do believe it is forces out there wanting us to be self-driven and focused on self and not worry about our neighbors, not worry about our brothers and only focus on what we can get out of it. And, and, it's, and it's happening too much. And my heart goes out to all of those people who lost lives out in Parkland, Florida and, and all of other, all the other mass shootings, because it's not about, and, and I get kind of frustrated. It's not about if a black person or a white person did it, or if black people got killed or white people got killed. People are losing their lives to senseless, through senseless actions. And, 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 I, I, we have to do something, and I think the first thing we could do is what Coach Kurt said. The first step we could take is start caring and loving more. Go ahead, Coachy. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. No, um, you guys hit some. Some I can't even add anything to that. You guys really, really uh, hit every nail on the head that needs to be driven. Um, you know, you really don't know what anybody's going through. Please take a second to talk to them, um, and, and I'm going to accept that challenge. I do it. I do it. I kind of do a pretty good job of talking to my students, but I don't really talk to the other teachers and people that I work with. And you know, sometimes you see them down walking around. Right. And I think I'm gonna accept that challenge, and, and, and even for the adult, the students, I do it just off of doing it. But I, 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 I you know, think I'm gonna start doing it for some teachers this week. I'm, I'm gonna definitely accept that. Amen. Amen. Because, because it's, it's it's true, man. You don't really. You never really know what anybody's going to. I remember I had a conversation with some of them, my basketball players, and I was telling them, I said, how many of you guys actually took a second to ask your teacher how they're doing, if everything's okay, if they needed anything? I said, because there is a misconception that teachers are not people as well. I mean, y'all just see them as teachers, but they're people that have real stuff going on. And sometimes it's okay to ask them if everything's okay. Ask them if they need anything. You don't ever right. know. Right. I said, maybe right. they don't, maybe they don't, they woke up and it's been a bad start, you know, and maybe you just asking them, holding the door for them, just something little, some type of random act of kindness, you never know, you know, might, might help get them over the house. So I'm definitely going to live by my own words and do that this week. Uh, except that challenge, Josh and Micah. Definitely, for sure. Um, let's have yeah, I'm, I'm also you to show. All the children are accountable this week. Me, me and you and uh, Josh, let's, uh, let's continue to hold each other accountable. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's, Take- just, it, it, it's, it's tough. It, it, it's tough to do because, you know, that you have so much of you going on. You got so much stuff for one person going on. And sometimes it's tough to get out of your bubble to really invade someone else's and try to make the sun shine for them a little brighter. Um, but shoot, sometimes you just you got it. Sometimes that makes you feel better. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great point to bring up because, you know, some of the things, you, you don't know what could have changed an outcome, but maybe if somebody would have said, hey, man, you all right? Anything you want to talk about? 
you don't never know what might pour out of that person to, to maybe brighten up their day. Maybe they just needed to vent. Take us out, Coachy. Well, you know, if you want to join the conversation, you know how to do it. Uh, hit us up in the email, the Stanley and English Show. That's the Stanley A-N-D English Show at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at the S-N-E Show. You can hit us up on Instagram at the Stanley, under, uh, the Stanley and English Show. All underscores in between each word. Uh, 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 like, share, comment on um, the show. We're going to put it up on Twitter uh, a little bit later today. Uh, um, um, subscribe uh, Hit the YouTube channel I know we haven't posted Any videos in a minute But go back and check The old videos Once the season winds down We'll start to add some more um, If you get a chance to Get out and see Some of the playoff action That's going on right now It's been crazy uh, Great games have been good We haven't seen many blowouts It's been actually Really really good game Right Great competition And when it gets down To this condensed amount uh, 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 The gameplay is Definitely, definitely a lot better. Um, I mean, it's got some really good games this week. I think what is it Westwood and Aiken on Tuesday as well? Yeah, um, it's um West. I, I think um Aiken has Ridgeview and um Westwood is going to South Aiken. So it's it's some it's some it's some great b ball going in, man. But um and, and, and Wilson headed down to Berkeley. So I mean, it's some great b ball. Uh, 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 Blackwood has. Oh geez, do we have Conway? Yep, Blythe uh, has Conway, another another yeah, slobber knocker. Yeah, so I mean, you know, definitely some good ball to try to get out there and see some. Um uh that's it for us today. Um uh don't forget, man, you keep God first. Amen. Just to follow. Peace. Peace.